Ramble. Welcome to Curious with Josh Peck. Start the show. Guys, welcome back to the Curious Podcast. It's me, Joshua Peck. It's my full name. It's my government name. It's the name my mother gave me. God bless that woman because she's, she's my sweet baby angel. Just a big fan. Guys, I'm going to make the intro quick today because I'm a dick and I took forever to get this to my podcast people. My boy Kevin, who's listening to this now. Kevin, bro, I'm so sorry this took forever. I'm literally giving him this like hours before the podcast goes live on the interweb or the... Is that where podcasts live? They live on a server where, you know, Apple and Spotify and some whatever Google service is, you know, hosting this and... For people to, to, I don't know, subscribe, to, to find, to pick up. But nevertheless, Kevin, I'm sorry. The day got away from me. What can I say? I'm not great. Uh, sometimes work gets a little hectic. The mind scatters, you know. I got things. I'm lying. I went hiking. It's that bad. It's probably bad. I mean, I, yeah, okay. I worked a lot today. Like, a lot and yes, there was an hour and a half devoted to hiking, but I got to have some me time. I'm not a perfect person. I need to, you know, I need some of those good feeling endorphins to kind of chase away the scary thoughts and feelings that I have, right? Why not? Why am I talking in this high register? That can't be nice on your ears. This can't sound, this shrill, just bitching can't sound good coming out of your Toyota Prius speakers. I'm going to lower it down, guys. Let me get back to self. God, I'm crazy today. I'm on one. I took some alpha brain from on it earlier today. And I know what you're thinking. Drugs? No. They're nootropics. Uh, this isn't even a sponsored advertisement thing. I just, I took them. They're supposed to be like brain health drugs. They're like brain food. It like It's sort of like amino acid, branch chain things. You know, things that your brain uses to sort of operate better. And I, I don't know if it works or not, but I feel at the top of my brain game right now, and it's not bad. I'm going to have a kid soon, guys. I don't know how to feel about it. I do know. I'm really looking forward to it. I just got that feeling when I said that. I'm choking up, guys. I'm emotional, and I'm shot out of a cannon. <laughs> I, no, I'm going to have a child. I really can't wait, and I'm so lucky because my wife is so wonderful, and my mom is dope, and her mom is dope, and life is dope. It's not perfect. This weekend, I had a moment. I fucking hit a wall. And I said to my wife, thank God, because I'm well-trained. I was like, wife, I need to vent for the next 20, uh, 25 seconds to three minutes. And I just need you to listen. And this is not directed towards you. So I gave her the caveat, the warning. I'm going to spew some shit. And this is not going to be pretty. And it's going to be full of self-centered fear and projection. Just know it's not pointed or directed at you. You just happen to be the closest person to me. Plus, I feel able to be emotionally vulnerable in front of you because I've known you very a long time and you've seen me naked. And so I feel as though I can trust you with my darkest secrets. So here it goes. And I just went. And I just talked about my dissatisfaction with certain things that go on in my life because we all have them, right? There's always something that, that ain't going perfectly. But you know what? It was okay. I got it out. Felt better. I really did. Felt good ever since. I really have. So good for me. You know? What, do I want to parade? No. I just thought I'd share it. It's possible to feel better. 
It's possible to have a bit of a shitty committee going on in your brain. That thing that wakes you up in the morning and tells you you're not enough. That maybe you need to work harder or do more if you're a little more attractive or a little thinner or a little, you know, just a little bit better. If you made a little more money or you, I don't know, you know, the lies we tell ourselves. If only there was there, there. You know what I mean? If only then, then I could be happy. Then I could begin to enjoy. But until then, eh, well, I'm going to have to wait it out. It's not true. It's not true. Didn't I say this was going to be short? I'm sorry, Kevin. Fuck. Here I go again. Back to my old tricks. I mean, uh, Kevin's got a life. Uh, he's got a wife. He wants to go to bed. He doesn't want to be editing my schmucky, you know, middling podcast that probably does okay. Probably not doing the bed. We're not Joe Rogan territory by any means. Maybe we're a tenth. Joe Rogan's killing it. But maybe one day. You guys listen, if you tell a friend, you rate it on the iTunes. You know what? You guys don't owe me shit. Don't tell a friend. How about that? Actually, you know what? Tell a friend not to listen. That's what I deserve. I'm so lucky that you that you guys listen. I shouldn't expect anything more than that. You don't owe me a thing. I just hope you enjoy this. God knows I am. Kevin, I feel terrible. I should just cut this short. I told you I would, but here I go. Because I'm such a fan of me. I love listening to my words. It feels so self-important. God, I should write a book. But that would take discipline, which I don't have. <laughs> oh, all right, guys, today's episode, Jason Ellis. Are you familiar with him? You should be. I'm sure most of you are. Jason Ellis is incredibly talented. He's got a incredibly huge radio serious satellite radio talk show on faction talk um called the jason ellis show and i've been listening to him for almost 10 years now and have been a fan ever since red dragons um he's got an incredible story he's from australia started out as a professional skateboarder became one of you know the biggest radio guys on satellite and i'll let him you know tell it but uh, I'm such a fan and he was so kind to be willing to do my podcast because I randomly reached out to him on the Instagram so forgive me I did listen to this podcast before I put it up and I feel like I talk a lot maybe too much or maybe I talk just enough and I'm planting the seed in your head now for to fail and you guys are just going to be now listening and overly judging me when perhaps had I not said anything you would have just enjoyed it anyway um I love Jason he's the dopest Enjoy it. Listen to his podcast, Elistronics, and yeah, enjoy. Jason. Yeah, that's two days. Yeah. So Every day so. for the rest of your life, that would not work. Well, I mean, I'm one of those, uh, I'm 10 years sober, so you don't have to tell me about how good those pills feel at the right time. Well, I'm a total failure, so what did I, I did a year and a half, and then I was like, I can't do it. Yeah, you want to talk about that? Yeah, I'll talk about anything, man. <laughs> Amazing. I want to hear more about it. So, yeah, I think we're good. Okay. So, you were sober a year and a half? Yeah. I've and, been sober a couple of times. I think right. the longest I did was about four years or something. And that was without going to AA or anything. That was just... Uh, Dry. I had, and I, had heart, I had a heart murmur and I thought that it was from... It was just in my head. Right. Father died. It just freaked me out. So, I was just terrified to... 
I put the fear in myself somehow from drinking. So it was easy to not drink because I thought if I drank that, I would have a heart attack. Right. Don't know how I... It was, my father died, gave me uh, my first dose of um, panic attacks without anybody saying... You know I mean, a panic attack was for pussies. There was no such... To me, it wasn't real. Yeah. So I was having a heart attack and I just could have kept it... I had like little heart attacks that I kept to myself for a while. <laughs> right. I feel like you must have been like De Niro or Tony Soprano when they got their their panic attacks. And they were like, "Fuck you! I'm not. I'm I'm having a fucking heart attack." She meant well. See, I didn't. Yeah, I mean, I always said if if you think it's a panic attack, then it wouldn't be that big of a deal. You wouldn't be that alarmed. Sure. You know, what I mean, like the reason you're having a panic attack is because you're absolutely positive it's a heart attack. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, if a doctor's telling you uh, he's got you on a heart meter and he goes, dude, you're having a panic attack, I fucking guarantee it. If it's a panic attack, it's gone in 10 minutes. But right. if it's, because you know, I've, I, the thing is, you can panic your heart into a arrhythmia where the doctor thinks you're having a heart attack. Because right. I've done that. And for, uh, for a guy like you, I would imagine that you've been through so much extreme shit and you've lived this crazy life. You're like, I'm not fucking panicked over this doesn't make sense oh no i didn't even no i would not even register that anything in my any trauma in my life had anything to do with uh my heart beating a different way or me feeling anxious but it was, it was for sure a, a medical condition and i mean physical condition sorry and what's that i mean i because I have to ask is why I believe that I've never truly had one. Like I've had the normal anxiety that comes with being a Jew, but that's just wait. That's anx it's anxious. Yeah, you we're we're sort of at a resting nervous. <laughs> okay, is it anyway anything like being illiterate? Uh, it could be. Okay, well, yeah. I can get there. Yeah, near there. But <laughs> for you, I mean, walk me through the feeling because I it feels like you're dying. Oh. Right? Um... Yeah, well, I mean, because sometimes, because I, you know, I mean, I did have, a, I do have a heart arrhythmia, and then, and then in the end, my heart did go into AFib. Like I, I kind of like stressed myself into having a heart condition. Jesus, because I, I think the my brother and my father died in the same year, and it just, I think it just fucked with me really hard. But I didn't. This is just, I know it's not that long ago, but I was just like things stresses things that can happen in your life don't have anything to do with your physical body, and they never will. Yeah. So I never put two in. There's, there was never. You know, this is when I lived in Australia. There was never. I didn't have a wise friend. You know, maybe maybe I did, but I probably wasn't asking him the right questions. We were just young and stupid, and I lived by myself and was living in America as a skateboarder who came here when I was a little kid. So I was raised by nobody. So I didn't ask anybody anything about it. Until maybe I, I might have. I think like uh, from being in mixed martial arts and meeting people that are into a better diet and a, and a better way of living. And then all of a sudden people are talking about mental and, oh, you do ayahuasca and it can relieve stress and anxiety. And I'm like, what? What are you guys talking about? And what do stress you think and anxiety. about that? The uh, ayahuasca shit? Because I'm fucking on the fence. Well, you're sober. So that's why you have to be on the fence. Well, I've lost my ticket to ride. I mean, Right. Because yeah. I was told by my sponsor, he's like, well, you won't be doing that. And I'm like, why not? Right. I'm like, not going to be sucking dick for like, ayahuasca. Like, right. See, I didn't even... Because I'd only heard of ayahuasca as a medicine. I'd never I'd never heard anybody saying that they were getting off having a good time. From what I gathered, it was right. terrible. But you 
went through another side and became a better person. Yes. So I wasn't. It wasn't like, yeah, man, I do it. You know, every now, every year, I go to this summer jello thing, <laughs> yeah, and fucking do ayahuasca. Like for it doesn't. A, for a day. So it never, because I'll, because I can. I know it's probably won't make sense to somebody who's sober, but if you break my arm, I'll do. I'll do a painkiller, but I'm not gonna. I know the. I know the difference between I'll do a painkiller because you broke my arm, or because I'm gonna go out, or I'm like. Uh, just want to escape. Yeah, just want to, you know, like, oh, man, I'm fucking sick of the day. Like, give me a painkiller. Like, that's, I know the difference. Like, it was right. never, and it was always easier for me because I love skateboarding so much that when the thing healed, I'm not doing any more painkillers, no matter how good that felt, because I've, I've got a better job to do. Yeah. So, I, I, have you ever done ayahuasca? Are you tempted? No, I because I was always, when I first found out about it, I was too, the panic thing, right. I was still... No, it's a fucking heart problem. So my friend was like, "Do I want to come to Peru?" And I was like, "No, I, I would love to." It sounds it sounds like it would really cure me, but no, because I don't want to have a fucking heart attack in Peru with some oh, old fuck. dude with a fucking gray beard. Because that's what I thought was going to happen. Yeah, like in a dark room, vomiting and having a heart attack. Please tell my kids I love them. Like, fuck. I was like, I can't go. Yeah, the last sight you see is some Peruvian shaman <laughs> <laughs> while I, you're shitting yourself. I just figured. I was always thinking I was going to die soon. I've always kind of thought that. Yeah, I, I have too. Really? I mean, drugs started turning on me, especially when I would do it. And I wouldn't even have that five or 10 minutes of that uh, deep sigh of relief and then eventually get shit. It was like in a minute, like the second I did it, I'd be like, I'm fucking dead. That's it. I'm dead. This is the one. This is the one. What drugs did you do? I was on everything but skates, really. I mean, everything. Wow. Anything you can imagine. Yeah. I mean, I was a child actor, and so I was sort of teed up to, to have a slow sort of uh, voyage into the abyss. But You're like a little fat kid, right? Yeah, I was a fat kid. Yeah, my daughter freaked out on you. Today. No way. Yeah, because I'm like, this guy asked me to go on his podcast, and I'm like, yeah, sure, man. <laughs> and then... Um, I can't believe you said yes. Well, dude, I I'm on it. I say yes to everybody that asked me, but then like two days later, I, I looked at your Instagram, because I'm like... Why would you even want me on your show? And I'm like, 5.9 million people? <laughs> Who the fuck is this dude? What did you do? And then, and then I'm like, I don't know. And then I see it, your little fat kid. And I'm like, okay, you were on a show that I didn't watch, so I don't know. Sure. And I'm like, it's obviously successful, but you, I don't know what you do now. And there's a big jump because you've aged and you're not fat anymore. Right. And, and you look like – and then I looked at the thing. I'm like, okay, you're a professional actor. Yeah. So maybe you're in a bunch of TV shows that I don't know about because I don't know because I don't watch TV. Yeah, no one does anymore. And then my daughter go today. I go, I go, I go. This guy hit me up, and I honestly was like, yeah, sure, man. I'll like, sure, kid, I'll do your podcast. And then I looked back at it afterward and was like, okay, this dude's like a billion times bigger than me. <laughs> Come on, uh, what what is this? I mean, on Instagram, dude, I suck. I was just telling my trainer the other day that. I went down 3,000 followers in like a day. What was that from? I don't know. It just happens to me every now and then. Instagram also clears out fake accounts. I mean, like they do okay. some housekeeping. Because then it'll go up 1,000. Yeah. I don't know what that is. It's hard to fucking know. I mean, the one thing is, is that with my following on Instagram, it's the only thing where I'm like, at least this might be able to get people that I look up to and I'm a fan of to be on the pod. So, but you were on Vine first, right? I was on Vine. I, I was mean, sorry. 
Nickelodeon show. Nickelodeon. My daughter broke it down to me this morning. She's my demographic, for sure. Right, because she shit a brick. I was like, you need to calm down. I'm like, man, <laughs> I'm, I'm desperately trying to be cool. This is, and then, and then like you just blew me out of the water by just showing up. Ah, uh, come on. I'm glad I can facilitate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, definitely say I'm cool when you leave. That'll be helpful. Be no help. problem. I got your back, 100%. Um, but yeah, I mean, back to the ayahuasca of it all. It's an interesting thing, right? Because I'm sober and I've, you know, I'm tempted, of course, because I'm always looking for that, like, out. Like, you mean I don't have to meditate three times a day and Do work you? out? Fuck no. I don't have You're a not- great practice. But that's- I mean, that's pretty disip. When people go that hard, I admire it, but I also don't want to be around it because. That's not how I want to live my days out. You know what I mean? I've been yeah. disciplined. I've done it for fights. Right. It's not It's not how I enjoy my life. I mean, do you feel like, to me, it's <laughs> in like the, the spiritual woke ones who I look up to, it seems like there's such a practice of like, I work out, I'm like, I'm ruthlessly yeah. honest, yeah. I meditate, I do stuff for other people. And once I get all that done, then I can have a good day. And I'm like, that sounds great. But I, first of all, I don't know it's, if it's attainable. And my, my bigger fear is on the other side of that, I'm still going to be fucking depressed. Yeah. I mean, I've, I mean, that's a paranoid delusion to think that you're still going to be depressed. If you put in a, that amount of work, it, for, depending on the goal you want, I mean, if you're going to put that amount of work so you can have a lot of followers on Instagram, then yeah, you'll still be depressed. But sure. if you're putting in that amount of work so that you can be happy with your day, you're going to be happy with your day. Yes. Because that... I mean, if you put in, I always feel like if you put in like 50% of what a dude says he's doing on Instagram, you're doing good. A hundred percent. Because, you know what I mean? Like, to me, I, CrossFit people, even MMA guys, man, skateboarders, everything I've ever done, I've always overdone it. And that's how you get good at stuff. Right. I just don't, I'm older now and I just, like, I annoy me. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to yeah. hear my show. I don't want to hear me talk about me kicking ass and taking I'm like shut up dude you know what yeah. I mean like I, and I don't want to hear everyone else do it anymore <laughs> so it's it, I get it it's your time you know what I mean like yeah, I'm just, you're a monster and yeah fucking I'm gonna win there and I'm like cool man yeah I, do I it just, I've like slowly switched off from like really over caring which has made my life so much easier I'm sure. Is that just age or is that like life experience I, or both? I, I don't know. Cause I look at, cause it came with age. So, right. So you know, who would have thought think life experience, but honestly, cause man, I've experienced a lot when I was young too. I don't, I don't think I learned from it when I was young. So I would say more age that somehow it's happened. Do you, yeah. At, at this point, and I'm only 31, but I like get turned off to too much ambition. I'm like enough already with your ambition. Yeah, I mean, um, it depends where you are in your life, you know. Like, if you're young and you've got nothing, then you better have all the ambition in the world. It's true, you know. Like, but if you're, you know, my age and you're barking at me about, I don't know, taking over the fucking world with some show or something, I'm like, dude, I like, I hope you do. Yeah, you know, I just don't care. I can't see how hard you're grinding on fucking Instagram or how much we have to hustle today because it's Monday. Like, it's all to me and to to pull from some program terminology. It's like self-will run riot. Like, I can't listen to how hard you are going to take life by the horns because my whole thing is like the only thing that's given me any relief in this life is the belief that a good life will be the result of good living. Yeah. That yeah. it's, it's not for me to go out and get money and women and experience. It's like, it'll, if I'm being good, it'll all fucking work out. And Do I you make to tons be. of money? 
I make I do pretty all right. Thank is God. The, is it the Instagram or is it the show or what is it that makes you tons of money? I've been really smart in that I've like put I I was a broke kid. I had nothing. Uh-huh. Like so I've never squandered my money. I've always put it away. So between TV, social media is fucking beautiful. Wait, YouTube. the TV money when you were little, you have money from that? Well, I still worked over the last 10 years, movies. Okay. And I did a big show with John Stamos two years ago on Fox. And so I've been really smart about that. And also like with social media, the podcast, I mean, yeah, I can do, I can do pretty well. I mean, I'm married now. I got a kid on the way. So oh, wow. Congratulations. It's gonna, thank you. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to get pricier. I got more people to take care of. Yeah. But. You probably spend less on stupid shit though. A hundred percent. You know? Yeah. I'm not squandering my, my money too bad. Yeah. It'll take a while. Wow. You're <laughs> about to step into the zone. Fuck, man. You got any advice? Yeah, don't do it, but it's too late now, right? <laughs> I mean, I heard... That's nah, awesome. I heard an interview um, of yours from, I think, last year, or maybe this year, that you did for another guy who's on satellite, and it's on YouTube, and I think you guys had, like, originally had some beef or... Oh, was he talking about the gay stuff? Maybe. Yeah, Sam Roberts. And... He don't talk anymore. Yeah, you're done with him? Yeah, everybody in New York always has... Two sides, two two faces to me, and I'm just too um, too real emo- body I'm too emotional. I'm too, you know, what I mean, like everything's too real to me. So I don't. I'm like, wait, what? You say one thing and you're gonna do another? Like you you broke my heart. Really? <laughs> but it's cheesy because we're not super tight. But, but at I one point, I thought we kind of like were buddies and we we're gonna do something together, and then. It just sort of seemed like all of a sudden it was like, nah, man, like you're here, but you know what I mean? Well, I'm carrying it. I'm like, no, no. Oh, okay. Because I don't want to argue. I don't want to have a pissing contest. I've done that. Right. And I was like, oh, it's going to be a, it's going to be a pissing contest. I'm like, God damn it, man. I thought we were just going to be okay with me being the leader of this and you were, because that's just where, it's where it is. Yeah. It's just reality. Like, don't. And, but I'm like, if you want to make it a pissing contest, then I'm out. You know what I mean? And, and I started just saying, I think everybody should just, if you think they're the best, I agree. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't want to be, because I, I, I did it for myself. I, you know, I know how to get good at stuff. I, I tell myself that I, that I am the best. Yeah. You know what I mean? And as far as I'm concerned, I am. But I noticed that whenever I say it, there's like people that are on the same level or around the same high or whatever it is. That take that offensively, right? They take issue with, and it. I, you know, what I mean, and I couldn't, and and in from skateboarding, like if you point out, what the fuck, I'm fucking better than you, I'll be like, fucking prove it, bitch, because I'm pretty sure I'll destroy you. Yeah, let's go. But that's not, you know, what I mean, in radio, in the real world, like it's never gonna butt heads and actually go, like. But like when I we, listen, we can't actually have a contest, so it doesn't mean anything, right? Because it's all fucking it just means subjective, right? And when we go the back and forth thing, I'm not the guy that gets off on being a shock jock. Like I know that it's like the genre or whatever it is that I'm supposed to be in, but I don't want to actually have like a legitimate argument with you. Right. I know people get that radio, people get pumped on that and that's more them. What's up y'all. We got a little advertisement over here. Cause we got to keep the lights on. Cause like podcasting isn't free. Like it's free for you, but like, uh, like we have bills. So don't worry about it. Anyway, simple contacts. What is it? It's the most convenient way to renew your contact lens prescription. Reorder your brand of contacts from anywhere. 
in minutes instead of heading to the doctor year after year just to renew your prescription for something you wear every day you can do it on your own time and terms in just a few minutes this is vision care for the 21st century which is the century that we are in there are a million things demanding your time and this you know what it's just easy because the simple contacts vision test is self-guided, takes five minutes. Think of how much time you'll save. It's designed by ophthalmologists and a licensed doctor reviews every test. So you can skip the office visit, but not the care. And the reviews, they speak for themselves. Simple contacts has all the brands and types of lenses you're familiar with. So you never have to stop and shop and just, you know what I mean? It's comfortable. And listen, I got a kid on the way. I'm, I'm very busy. I have errands. I have a podcast. Can't be busy reordering my, my contact lenses and uh, on the, the interweb. No, no, I just need, I need the ease that Simple Contacts affords me. And guess what? The vision test is only $20. Compare that with an appointment, which without insurance could cost up to 200 bucks. The contact lens prices are unbeatable. Standard shipping is free. And best of all, we're offering a promotion to my listeners. So to save $20 on your lenses, just go to simplecontacts.com slash curious or Enter the code CURIOUS at checkout. Now, I want to mention, this isn't a replacement for your periodic full-eye health exam. You still need those occasionally, but it is the most convenient way to renew a prescription and reorder your contacts if your vision hasn't changed. Again, check out Simple Contacts and get $20 off by going to simplecontacts.com slash curious or just enter code CURIOUS at checkout. Yeah. Who are you? We know that somewhere in the world, someone downloaded this podcast, but we don't know anything about you. The people who support this show would love to know just a little bit about who is listening. If you have two minutes, it really does only take two minutes. Help us make the show an even better experience for you by telling us more about yourself. Just go to listenerq, L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R-Q dot com slash curious and take the short survey. You can also give us direct feedback on the show, which we would love to hear. And as a thank you, you'll be entered into a drawing for a $100 Amazon gift certificate. Yeah. Two minutes. ListenerQ.com slash curious. That's ListenerQ.com slash curious. But even like Howard, who I'm a huge fan of, and I know from listening to you, you love him as, as do I. And even as, as you look at him over the last 30 years, he's gotten away from that. Like, he, he seems to have less and less interest in it's that. It's his fault, too. You know, man, because that's the person I knew. And I knew that he was a guy that was always a headhunter. So I was under the impression that... Uh, Got to go after people. If you come after me, I'll, I, you know what I mean? I'll, I'll come after you, which was, you know mean, because I like, like competition. So that that was like part, that part of the thing that made me want to be in radio, that I could have a radio war with somebody because Stern did. Yeah. <laughs> and then being in it a, a little longer, having a couple of wars, then listening to old Stern that's like stuff that I wasn't aware of because I'm not from here. Yeah, 80s, where, 90s Stern. Where, and then knowing the Opie and Anthony and then meeting Opie and Anthony and seeing how bitter they are right, and how rich they are from talking for three or four hours a day. Right. And me like like coming up on them and knowing their manager and knowing how much they get and, and me fighting to get as much as them and thinking if I get near what they make right now, I will never bitch another day in my life. 
Yeah, and flourishing. I will never and I will never take any extra shit anymore. I like I don't want to be Ryan Seacrest. If you offer me ten million, I'll be like, well, you're not going to get my whole life, so you might want to back it off to be real. Because I'm not going to do it. Like but if you're people, like work every day, if you get up in the morning, do this and then do the film and do the show thing, we'll give you twenty million a year. I'd be like, no, I don't want to. No, I'm good. I don't. I, I want to go. Ryan Seacrest has too many jobs. I mean, how maybe, can maybe he's got it? Maybe he's got it planned out where, you know, his work is super fun. It's his he life. doesn't have kids, right? I don't think he has kids, and I also and I would venture to guess, and not that he doesn't have his hand in everything and produces and whatnot. I think he's cool with saying the lines. Yeah. And oh, yeah, God bless him for that. That's the other thing. I used to hate people who would say the lines or blow smoke up people's asses. I'd be like, God, I hate that. And then I met people that when the camera's off, they're still blowing smoke up your ass. Yeah. They really like that. Yeah. They the, love everything. Oh, they, they're in, yeah, they're in that I'm world. Like, they love doing this. They love that shit. So why don't you, it's like, you know, they're operating for rollerblading. I'm like, if you like rollerblading, fucking go for it, man. <laughs> yeah, go live your life. Yeah. What Now, going back to the thing with Sam really quick. So just to give people some context, it felt like from what I got from the interview was that you you guys had had beef, then somehow it was squashed and you guys were having it all out on the radio and then something else surfaced after the fact where you were like, oh man, like I thought we had worked this out. And Oh. Oh, well, wait, I'm... I'm explaining the whole story of this right now? No, you don't have to, but... I mean, okay. The I d- Opie and Anthony... I said something about him on the Opie and Anthony show. Not knowing him, just... No, were- I just was like, he's not very good. You know I mean, pissing contest, Jason. Sure. Um, but I was always saying nice stuff about Opie and Anthony because I thought that they were good. Yeah. You know I mean, I didn't think his intern was very good. Right. You know, maybe he wasn't at the time. Of course, it happens. Anyway, it wasn't my business to say that, but that was my thing. I just always said anything I thought. You know, now I kind of, it's sad, but now I will kind of like think sometimes and go, man, it's not worth it. And then I just go, well, fucking, I forgot what I was going to say. Yeah, it's easier to be quiet. Yeah, because I just, because now it's like these little, I see into the future because I've done this wrong so many times. It's the nitpicking back and forth thing where I start spending hours worrying about your ass. And I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Like, you get paid so much money to talk. Go home and swim in your pool. We're all Go rich. hang out with your kids. Don't think about them. So that's... And then knowing they're... That's their thing. Like... Yeah. They're... Like, they can deny, but they're bummed I don't fucking interact with them. Because it's fun to fuck with me. Right. I'm annoying, too. So it's, like, easy to want to fuck with me. I say annoying stuff. But anyway, he's he just uh, played the bit to them to make me look bad so they attacked me but they always they secretly always hated me and wanted to attack me in my opinion because I'm the new guy who's barking a lot about himself yeah who says he's the future and do they feel that maybe when I said I was the future I didn't know I was I was I was actually referring to the future Howard Stern <laughs> yeah that's who I was talking about the fucking Mount Rushmore that's the yeah, like I, that's where my ego was yeah. like I thought I was like gonna be the king do you think they were pissed because perhaps you didn't come up through the traditional channels of radio? Thought, I never thought of that. Maybe. And you had so much success. I'm, I'm sure I think there's, there's a part lots of that. Of reasons, as I, I've said before, that was the other thing that then it just seemed like I kept saying that I understand why they don't like me or why they find me to be annoying. Uh, I still think they're good at their job. Yeah. And it was just fuck you, you faggot, 
X Games, th- and I was like, man, it just keeps going. Oh, why do you have to fucking take it there? And I, oh, they go everywhere. They didn't. Because that's a thing, man. They'll go every single place they can, and then they'll pick the next name and do it to him. But it's after you basically just, like, spouting off some, like, ridiculousness, you know? Some you bloviating on fucking how great you are. As I said, and I'll state again, I I think I'm annoying. And I've said things like, who do you think's better? And I'm like, I'm the best. And they're like, better than Opie and Anthony? I'm like, I'm way better than Opie. I'm better than everybody. Why do you have to... Uh, But but not, not realizing that back then... When you say I'm the best, and they go better than Opie and Anthony, like you're supposed to say, "Fuck you, dude." Yeah, because I know what I know what you're doing right there. Right. No, I'm better than everybody. They're that's, baiting. That's me. my plane. That's it. Like, don't point make me point out people because. But back then, I would be like, "Yeah, oh yeah, well then yeah, I'm better than him." But it was weird because I would say, "Am I better than how it's done?" Yes, but yeah. that never got to anybody. That never affected Howard because. I'm not on his radar because he knows he's wiser. It's not worth it. Right. It's just that good. It's and that he's good talk. fortunate enough that he doesn't have to have a, a person to fight to make all his money. He can do, he's made it to another untouchable level. He's on the peak. So now. he can do his, whatever thing that he's doing now. And you can like it or lump. Doesn't make no difference, man. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, he can retire and his replays will beat us. Like it's, everyone needs to just get over it. Well, uh, one thing that you said on that show with Sam, which was what I was going to say before, was you were talking about when you first, when when your ex-wife was pregnant with your first child, and you were like, "We're we're going to have this kid? Like what? Like you want you want to do this?" And then you're like, "Now it's the greatest thing that I ever did." But in the moment, you couldn't believe that you were going to be this dad. I mean, I'm sort of having that moment now too, where it's like I can't believe anyone's going to allow me to be the father of something. Yeah, well, I, I think you're in a way better position than I was. <laughs> Perhaps. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. I handled it. But tell me, like, because I'm getting it from a lot of guys right now in my life, and God bless them. They're like, dude, have your fucking dinners now. Go do what you want to do. It's going to be the greatest thing ever, but bro. And I'm like, oh my God, like, I don't even know. I'm in such a state of, like, what is coming? And I'm excited, and I'm indifferent, and I'm also terrified. Um. Prep me. Give me that prep. There is none. It just comes out and then you become a father. It's natural, right? Because I don't feel like you can can prep all you want or you can not prep all you want. If you plan on being the dad, like if you're not like just some shithead, then as soon as it comes out, you just become a dad. And is it everything people say? What does everyone say? That's the greatest. It's terrible. Is it? Yeah, you don't sleep. Ah, oh, Jesus, I love sleeping. Oh, you know, you, Great at You'll it. never sleep again. Ah, oh, fuck. I, I, was, I, I wake up, uh, my daughter's on vacation, my wife's on painkillers with a broken back. I could wake up at lunchtime if I wanted to. I wake up at 6.30. Ready to go. Ready to go for nobody. It's done. It's programmed in me now. Yeah, you just got Your it. Your father for life. Yeah. Stab until 2 in the morning. You're waking up at 7. There's work to be done. Not even, even if there isn't. You just That's can't. what I'm saying. I can't sleep in. What? Children ruined it. Are you always worried? Took my hair. <laughs> everything. No, are it's th- just a pro, like I just always, I sleep a lot now. I'm a morning person because you just, you have to be. Yeah. Get, take get them everybody to school. ready. Do you uh, worry nonstop? Uh, no. No? You're pretty good with that stuff? I mean, I worry, but I've always over worried. So I work on that a lot and my kids are pretty safe. Yeah, you know, they're, they're uh, really smart. They're in, so far, 
Nobody's showing any signs of uh, moronic behavior to the point of death. <laughs> no, yet. Nobody's really like me. So when it comes to that, so I'm pretty safe. My son is an athletic guy, but he's not, he's cautious. He's not like, right. he doesn't have like some weird thing to prove, some weird burning fire from some shit that happened to him when he was a child. Like, and that's different from you as a child, yeah, for sure. So it's, it's just so less like concerning for me because I can tell they're just like ah the day and is that isn't that an interesting thing too in that like you have these kids and I'm sure in so many ways they're you and then they're very much their own person completely separated from who you were as a kid and they have all this logic and healthy fear and boundary you know you gotta I'm sure if they uh, if they grew up in Australia just with just me and I hadn't moved here then maybe they'd be a lot more similar to Totally different life. Yeah, it's just, you know, you, it's so many years later and so many life lessons. You know, I, I copied my ex-wife. I watched them. I watched her parents Yeah, be parents. I'd never seen that before. Right. So I just copied, I straight up copied them for the first couple of years, like what to do, what to say. I just copied whatever the fuck they were saying when I was around at their house. I, I lived with them for a while too. That's huge. I mean, I never met my pops and my mom is the best, but my wife has like a very healthy family structure with siblings and like a great dad. And I'm just picking up things from him left and right. And because he like, he has that quiet leadership thing to him where he doesn't have to like flex. He doesn't have to show that he knows best. He just quietly does the right thing all the time. Hmm. I'm like, Jesus, man, that's, that's the way. Yeah. Well, good luck. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> oh, fuck. Um, so you grew up outside of Melbourne? Uh, no, in Melbourne. In, like, city proper? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, suburbs. Okay. And then uh, I always went to the bush on the weekends riding dirt bikes because they didn't have dirt bike tracks in Australia. There was just, you got your bike and you put it on a trailer and you drove out into the bush and you rode around. you make a fire, get a tent. And were you, I've read your book. And from the way it sounds is that you sort of had kind of no rules from the very beginning. You were sort of free to do as you pleased. Um, hmm. I mean, I mean, when I was a, when I was a little kid, there was rules. I just, I just feel like, uh, my stepmother, when she came into play, there was a lot more cause she was trying to teach her kids to be, um, citizens structure so yeah yeah yeah. so every now and then i would be put in that because um otherwise i would be setting a bad example for those future citizens yeah so i was a part of that you know i mean don't do this don't do that i remember that but i just just things were man it's not that long ago but things were way harsher like everyone just smoked weed and drank and did you know i mean when i was really young because before my stepmom was around shit was way harsher like boyfriends were doing hit smack and offering me meth and shit like when you were seven, right? Yeah, Didn't no, you tell on no, your mom's yeah, I told boyfriend? My mom, because I knew I didn't know what meth was, but I knew that he had offered me something that you're not supposed to offer. Uh, I think I was like ten or something to keep you like because there was to a get, party, I was tired right? and I wanted to go home, <laughs> so he tried to give me some meth so I'd stay awake. Jesus so could, fuck! So my mom could stay at the party. Yeah, and you told on him right away. I told yeah, I ratted him out straight away. Straight away. Yeah. And if you had been a 10-year-old on Tweak, it probably would have just made the party that much worse. 
I wonder if a 10-year-old's heart can even take that, man. I de- man, man, they're you know, pretty like, resilient might, might creatures. Might have killed me. Might have. Maybe just a little bit. Maybe he was just going to give me a little K-bump or something. I don't know. Yeah. You know, a respectable, but those, you know, a, a even, child's dose. Even many years later, when I when Devin was like three years old, I talked to my mom in a mall about that. Just brought it up to her in Australia when I came back one year. And she was like, look, he was in a bad way back then. And I was like, are you fucking seriously defending him at this Jesus. point in the game, mum? Like, fuck, I've got a kid. You know what I mean? Like, I think we were, I think I might have been pushing her in a stroller. I was like, right. what the f-? And I could just see it in her face that she just didn't see it. You know, like she didn't see it that way. Is she that part of her nature? Like yeah, with all yeah, people? She still doesn't see it that way. And what is that? Like a forgiving I don't know. I think I don't think it's that. I think it's you can't, shut admit, off. You can't admit the how bad it is. It's funny because my mom and I, like, my mom was always the greatest. But we had tough times and grew up fucking broke and destitute at times. And sometimes I'll bring that up because it's part of my story now. And I feel like once you get a little bit, like for me, what I suffered from as a kid was powerlessness that I hated, that we didn't have money and I couldn't do anything about it. And then now as I've gotten older, I'll bring, you know, sometimes I'll bring that stuff up. And my mom's reaction is always, ah, Josh, you, you exaggerate. It wasn't that bad. Right. Like it sucks sometimes. But for her as super mom, she can't allow it to be that it, it was tough. Both my my mom and my stepmom said the same thing when the book was out. That uh, I was like, "It's pretty harsh, like what you said." And I was like, "Yeah." I'm like, it's, it, "But it, it's not a lie." And she's like, "Yeah, yeah, it's not a lie." So it just doesn't seem like there's any good parts in there. And I <laughs> yeah. was like, "Yeah, it's." I will admit to that. It's funny how book people don't want to hear about the good parts of your life, right? I was like making me sandwiches. Yeah, for and some shit. weird reason, they really like they're doing heroin with with people and being left in a park and stuff. Yeah, well, over. Uh, you know, I mean, I really enjoyed that one day. I went to the motocross track with my dad because they weren't trying to play. They, they there's not enough pages to tell the whole story. They just want the the gritty bits. Yeah. <clears throat> well, speaking of your dad, I mean, you have that great story of your dad running from the police and then chasing him on both sides. Right? Yeah, always I mean, doing stuff like that. What are, is there like one in particular that you could share with the people that they, um, I mean, he was a character. Yeah. It's weird. Cause he wasn't really like a character as in like, he didn't talk a lot. He was shy. He could, would never talk into a microphone or anything. Um, but I mean, when he drank, he was, um, in a car or, or on a motorcycle, he Probably the most dangerous person still to this day that I've ever seen. Just no... Possessed. Just no... Yeah, yeah, kind of, yeah. Just all the things... You know what I mean? I think one time he... Oh, it's got to be fucking like... Nine or ten. And he's... He had a Ferrari. A Ferrari Dino. So it wasn't like the top Ferrari. Because that was like... You know, in Australia, having a Ferrari Dino was like... Yeah. Fucking... Ba- you were out of control that he had this car. And uh, it was at the front of his, I think it was at the front of, it was a party at uh, his, at my stepmom's parents' house or some <laughs> shit. There's all these dudes just drunk. And I remember him, uh, you know, take this, take the Ferrari for a spin, Steve. So he does a, does a demo for everybody out the front of the street. Yeah. And he's uh, super hammered and he's, you know, doing 360s in the middle of the street and flying by. And then he uh, he's doing 360s, comes flying and parks on the side of the road 
and like hits the tire on the side of the curb and jumps out of the car and falls out of the car and just starts vomiting <laughs> from spinning around in the car. And I'm like, and I remember thinking like, everyone's like, wow, good one, Steve. You know what I mean? I'm like, right on, dad. Like, oh, Jesus. Thinking, he, my dad's the man. Like, you know what I mean? He can barely see and he can drive like that. Like, it's just because that was, you know what I mean? Your dad's the man, Jay. And I'm like, I know, right? <laughs> Hi, this is Angela at the Curious Ad Department. We've just got a little advertisement for you, so we're going to jump right into that because the water is just fine. Robin Hood, what is it? It's an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs options, and cryptos all commission-free. They strive to make financial services work for everyone, not just the wealthy, because let's be honest, uh, the wealthy, they got enough, all right? Come on, what about the everyman? What about us over here, all right? Trying to accrue some wealth, trying to build, compound. They've got a non-intimidating way for stock market newcomers to invest for the first time with true confidence. And, and here's the value of the Robinhood app. There's no commission, no costs. Other brokerages, they charge up to $10 for every trade, but Robinhood doesn't charge commission fees. Trade stocks keep all your profits. Plus the design, it's easy to use, baby. Easy to understand charts and market data. Place a trade in just four taps on your smartphone. That's huge. And you just learn. You learn how to invest as you build your portfolio. So look, Robinhood is giving listeners a free stock like Apple. Heard of it? Ford, I know it, or Sprint. Yeah, okay, yeah, to help build your portfolio. Sign up at curious.robinhood.com. That's curious.robinhood.com. Did you vacillate between being like proud of like my dad's a badass and also like fuck something about this is off? Or were you not aware of it right away? Um, no, I think by the time I was like... Uh... 12 or 13 I started to not have a, as good of opinion of, of him in front of other people yeah and I don't know where I think maybe my my mother I know my mother and some of her friends were hating on him a lot so they would always get in my ear you know, it's back when people didn't know any better and you just like told kids and fought in front of kids and said you know don't do as I don't you know what was it? Yeah, like, fucking when he had do the what beer. I say, not as yeah. I do. Yeah, and he had, like as he was speeding down the freeway in a fucking Corvette with nitrous oxide and a beer and a joint, snorting or uh, huffing the nitrous no, no, oxide. No, 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 oh, the, no, no. Nitro is in the car. Gotcha. All right. And he's got a beer and a joint. And he's like, you know, do as I say, Jay, not as I do. And I was like, I'm gonna grow up and be just like you. Like this looks so cool. And we're, and did you? I mean, to a certain yeah, point. Fuck yeah. I've done that a thousand times. Do you find yourself even now, like... <laughs> Not anymore. Have you but completely... in Australia, I fully did that, man. I did that shooting guns out the window. Well, because what's our father? I mean, there, in some way, like, there's a great line for Fight Club, which is that, like, our fathers are, are, are our framework for God. And so, like, if our fathers leave, what does that say about God? And I always think about that because I didn't have a dad. But, like, if it's true that they're our framework for God, like, what does that... I mean, I don't even know. I don't know what it is to have a dad and how you look at them. Um, I mean, look, I, it's, I don't know what it's like to, because I don't have a normal dad. You know, it's, yeah. it, my dad's not. I, I, I did look at him as a god, but he's not, and I don't know if maybe if he didn't do the things he did to me, maybe some other child at my age could just 
could see his father still as like a godlike person. Yeah. But for me, I just one, I don't believe in God. In in your in whole a, life, no, never. Do you think? I mean, that I've Im- tried before from people trying to, uh, you know, suggest it. Just like I've, you know, I've tried to be a, I've tried to be everything actually. Probably at really? one point, yeah, I've given everything a go. Judaism, I could help. No, I, my <laughs> wife, my ex-wife, became Jewish, and that one became. actually bummed me out. It actually kind of bummed me out about Jewish people. Tell me everything. Okay, <laughs> so when we broke up, she went out with this guy who was Jewish, and I'm like, cool, like you know, I mean, I, I've known of Jewish people my whole existence. They're in Australia and I'm like, great. They don't register as anything but a, just a person to White me. people. I've always had that. You're, you could be Italian. Doesn't count. You don't count. Yeah. A black person counted because I hadn't seen one. So sure. when I came to America, I was like, whoa, but that's as far as it goes. Black people aren't a certain way. They don't do a certain thing different than anybody else. They're yeah. just, he's got crazy dark skin. That's the end of it. Right. So I've never had that. Luckily, my father was never had that in him. I never yeah, heard. You said that that he was. That was one thing he definitely wasn't. Never heard him like say something bad about a, a an Asian or. A, you know what I mean? Like, oh, I mean, there was like Aboriginal jokes in Australia. Now, but my father wouldn't even say. My father never told jokes. Like, he was not. He seems pretty stoic. Fuck almost. Yeah. He didn't say shit. Did you? Uh, this is going to be a dumb American statement. I feel like abos are sort of. Black people, right? They're straight up black people. <laughs> okay, that's yeah. what I thought. So you did Ab- have- Abo as Abo is Ab- is racist now in oh, Australia. Word? Okay, yeah, I didn't fuck. know. I take it all back. We didn't know. Yeah, you didn't know, and I didn't know until like a year ago. Someone in Australia told me when they were here, and I was like, "Oh fuck, sorry, man." Yeah, people don't like abbreviations. He wasn't Aboriginal, so it didn't matter. So, but yeah, so but you had had interaction with Aboriginals growing up, no? Uh, yeah, but in the bush and stuff, so it's different, you know. Right, right, right. There was I wasn't like hanging out with them. They just like drunk at the pub or out the front <laughs> huffing paint or something wasn't a good look ah they got a rough they yeah cuz they gave him uh like the indian deal or something they gave him like a they just give him a car and some money every month or some shit so they just they were like fuck it we'll just be trashed do you think do you think that your the the god thing is might is perhaps what impeded you with the sobriety aspect, at least if you tried the whole 12 no, steps. Of no, because the first time, the first time it did, because, you know, I mean, I went to a meeting and everyone holding hand. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, I'm so out of here. It's ridiculous. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I think at one point, like, I was like, hey, Satan, like, if you want my soul Fucking to be a pro go. skateboarder, let's go. Like, I was way more that guy. I was always into evil shit. Yeah. I still am. I just am way less in fear of any of it. Like I would love to meet a ghost. I would love for a ghost hunter to show me a fucking ghost. I don't believe in ghosts. I don't believe in gods. I I don't fucking believe in any of it. You ain't got no videos. You ain't got no proof. It never, it's always, oh, look at this video. And I'm like, "Mm, why does it look like shit? I'll tell you why. Because it's shit. It's not real. Well, like when people, and I'm glad that they, they get a little bit of relief from it when someone passes away and they'll be like, there was a lightning strike or there photo fell down in my house and I'm like it's that's just a coincidence it doesn't mean anything they're, they're I just don't think the the dead are presenting themselves they're not it's they're sad not. because if it was then I'd be ha- I'd be way less scared of dying we have to right. stop for one second yeah yeah please, please. <laughs> so ready yeah um so you were saying how so you don't think that the the god thing impeded you with the sobriety no of it because all. the next time I went to AA was with Dak Shepard and all those people. 
Then, so like the celebrity. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, some room, yeah, a room of like everybody I've ever th- like ever heard of is there, and I'm Jesus. like, oh my god, I didn't- secret club. Yeah, and it was like really cool at first because I was mm. like, I can't believe I'm in this room with all these people, and and they all seem like normal people. Yeah. But then as time goes on, I'm like, they're not normal people at all. Like, they're out of their fucking minds. Everybody in here is out of their fucking mind. I'm 100%. like, God damn it. It, it. It's not, you know what I mean? It's like the disease is like that you're an asshole. You know what I mean? It's just like you're all just assholes and you fi- you're all self-medicating to try and get yourself to be easier to deal with with everybody else who isn't an asshole. I think that's right. I mean, <laughs> I, I well, the one thing that I see too is when some people are just fucking assholes and not drunks and right. not drug addicts, I go, I feel bad for you. Cause right, you, it's not helping you. There's no helping. <laughs> <laughs> there's no program for people like you. But then even, and this is always, you know, when I see in sobriety or or 12-step programs from people, you know, there can be, it's a microcosm of the world. So there are a couple great people, right. a few okay people, and mostly shitheads. Right. And I'm always amazed when there's like some drama or some act on people. Like, can you believe they acted this way? I'm like, hold, please. We're the fucking dregs of society. Yeah, like a hundred years ago, we'd be fucking on the side of the, the, and inevitably like there are no new ancient truths. Right. So like 12 step programs, any good spirituality when it's done right. And rarely is it, it's like very simple. It's like clean up yeah. your past so you can get out of fucking self. The more you think about self, the more unhappy you will be. And fucking once you clean your life up, help other people and make that like 95% of your fucking it's life. It's the routine of it all. Yeah. You know I mean? But if we you need to the routine, then you won't be a fuck up. Right. There's not even any time to be a fuck up. Cause I can tell the people that have the worst addictions are the ones that are the most militant. And because they, because if they keep going doing their routine, yeah, there's no time to do meth. Like they just go to every fucking, uh, like meeting every like they drive around doing meetings. And they talk to the people that are from meetings. Like I know those people. They're actually the most helpful to me. There was, to me, in my opinion, if I had I had a different sponsor, maybe maybe I'd still be sober. I just felt like, you you know, what I mean, it's not a. Uh, you're supposed to just figure it out by yourself is maybe not such a good idea. It's definitely not. I mean, it's not something that happens right away for, for many people either. And my buddy always says this, which I love, is that you'll hear sometimes when people say, like, God, you hear about Jimmy? He fucking went out. He drank. He's like, don't be surprised when an alcoholic drinks. He's like, that's what we fucking do. Yeah. We are built for that. Be surprised when someone stays sober because that's against our, our fucking makeup. Yeah. Do you – now, you talked about your father, like – Will you tell the story about how you sort of, when you were on your ecstasy trip and kind of realized some things had happened to you? Um, which one, MDMA therapy or? The one originally with your, when you were in the pool with oh, your girlfriend. Okay. okay, that was, that was not, that was everything. That wasn't just ecstasy. That was like meth and ecstasy. And then I took this Sudafed shit as well. And in Australia, that has meth in it. Really? Yeah. Because they took it off the shelves here. Sudafed. Yeah. Well, this was a long time ago too. But in Australia, you could just get it under the from the under the counter. Ah, uh, dream. And then I think I might have done acid as well. I was doing all kinds of stuff. That You're night. on a good one. Yeah. And then I had I wouldn't get out of the pool in the hotel, and everybody left, and my girlfriend stayed. And then I had an imaginary friend that was talking to me in the pool. Just what they look like? I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember any. Of this. Really? Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I don't remember shit. I was just. Tell him my uh, uh, my girlfriend at the time about 
I guess my imaginary friend was telling me that I was molested when I was a kid by my father. And I was telling Libby this story, and she was like, what, really? While you're on one, uh, yeah. in the middle and of it. and I was dead serious, though. And originally, you didn't think it was your dad, right? You thought it was... Well, up until then, I didn't know I was molested. But wasn't it at first, didn't your mom say... it was say... my dad, and I, and I was like, it can't be. Because that's what the imaginary friend told me that it was my father. And then my girlfriend told my mom the next day. And she was like, oh my God, I thought he would never remember that. And Libby was like, what? It's true. And she's like, yeah, but not the father thing. I, you know, I mean, we th- he said that it was his father, but you know, I mean, it, that he, it was it, a we neighbor? had a babysitter that had red hair. So we just like assumed that it was the babysitter. Jesus. And then, you know, I mean, after years and like recent, like when I was 40, realizing that it was dad and then asking all them this backstory of like, the, that it was the neighbor that, that was like accused. And my father went over there and like talked to him and threatened him. No. And didn't do anything. That poor and neighbor. I, and I'm like, I, like my dad knocked people out for cutting him off. On the freeway, I saw it like a bunch of times. Not he would have murdered that guy if he had really done it. I if mean, he molested his son, yeah, he would have been dead. Over. Done. I mean, I felt like I don't know for sure, but that guy that offered me crystal meth wasn't around anymore. Really? I don't know. I just. I'm I know that my go dad. With that. I know. I found out I'm that my father took it. a couple of days off work when he found out. Yeah. So I don't know. Did you? Which is confusing as fuck. And did you? Uh, ever confront him about it? Your yeah. dad? Yeah. No, the first, when I did the, um, when I first, rem- the imaginary friend guy, and then, uh, you know, it's, not, it's weird when someone tells you the next day and then you start to remember stuff. And then... How does it come back? Is it like just, snapshots? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, like, so to put it bluntly, the, the dick showed up. Didn't have a face, though. Didn't have a face until I did MDMA therapy when I was like 42 or something. And why did you do that? You just were... Because these, these people that I know, the ayahuasca people... Yeah. Talking about MDMA therapy, saying that you can remember all this stuff and saying, you know, these hallucinogens, like, I'm absolutely positive that the reason that I recalled that the imaginary friend was telling me that I was molested was because I was on hallucinogens and you can connect to it. Helps you work through you some just reme- shit. No, you just remember. You can remember your past. Things that you blocked out, Yikes. you can remember if you're on it. So when I did the MDMA therapy, well, anyway, I saw my dad the next day and he goes, I'm leaving the house. And he goes, do you think you got molested? I was like, yeah. Do you think it was me? I was like, nah. He's like, ah. And then that was it. Never talked about it ever again. And the, the, at this time, you're 42. No, that, oh, no, that, was, that early. was when I was like... 20 and then but then once it came to being you knew for many years later when i was 40 i did i went to rehab and i did the meditation thing or whatever it is because i had therapies in in there like a bunch of therapists and all this other shit past life work well they made me remember some stuff and then and then they were like what about when you did you did you ever talk to your father about it and i was like yeah and i brought up that interaction she's like you don't think that's weird being a father yourself yeah that you just said no and you said okay and that was it he never brought it up again i was like come to think of it because you just can't 
why would he do that to me? Why would I? Why would I? Why would I ever run a scenario in my head where my father did that to me? You couldn't. You couldn't allow yourself do to it. think that way. So until that day where I, she kind of put a couple of things, like just run those through your head as is you. And does that make sense to you? And I'm like, it doesn't make sense to me. And then I called my mom about it, and my mom was like, oh, this could be. Weird, he was weird, and then you know he did see him, and I'm like, wait, what? And that was the other one. Like he saw him. She's like, yeah, and I'm like, what happened? Well, you know, he was very angry. I'm like, wait, did, he didn't hit him. Yeah, this is he, the same dad. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? And so by then you must have been. It's locking in now, right? You're like, yeah, this yeah. happened. Yeah, and he's already dead. So oh, he was already My gone father's by that dead. point. Yeah, he died. Um, like, I think like. 2002 or something. So, yeah, he was already dead. But when I brought that up to my stepmom, she was like, there's no way that's true. And my brother was against me. And my other brother died the same year as my dad. Yeah. So my brother's now against me. And, and, uh, how do you, and I'm like, dude, did you think I would make this up? And then I went back as Ryafuck and was like, we've got to patch this up. We've got to be cool. I go back to Australia and, and, uh, uh, I started a drink. And I don't. I was trying not to do, you know, really trying not to do stuff. And I drank, and he did blow in front of me. Your brother. Yeah. And then he's like, "I'm pretty sure that you made up that you were molested to be famous, so you could get on Howard Stern. And then you made up that it was dad to get your ex-wife back. To and get I, your ex-wife back. What yeah, was the yeah. reasoning there? I don't know. And especially the first one, because I brought up that I was molested. You know what I mean? Like. I knew that when I was 24. He just didn't know because I didn't tell him. Yeah. Because why would I tell my little brother that I was molested? Like, yeah, who wants to talk little, about it? Yeah, and I, and I lived in America. I didn't tell anybody, man, until I got a radio show. And then all of a sudden, like, now that's like, th- people think I just brought it up yesterday. Like, no, I just showed up on the radar yesterday. But this story has existed for some time now. And then oh, that... I just, that was probably as, as depressed as I've ever been after that. I went back to America. I was so dark on Australia. I haven't been back since. You um, haven't been back since you were in your 20s? Since, no, since that discussion where my brother did that. That was probably like four years ago. Oh, okay. So then, you know, I did this MDMA therapy as well. That was right before I saw Lee and and found out more about what my father had done. Like I started to see... Other things, because I always knew that there was a time where I held underneath the bed. I had the bed springs, and I had my hands and my toes in the in the springs, so that my back was off the ground. Fuck so off! So I was like holding myself under under the mattress, oh. and I remember like the a heat lamp coming into the room, and I always remember that. And I don't know why I I knew it was my dad that had the heat lamp. But I thought he was coming in because I was like having a nightmare. That's just all I could remember from a long time ago. But then when I did this MDMA shit, then I started to like remember the, like he would come in there before that and I would be, I used to sleep with my face down, my hands under the pillow and he would do stuff to me and I would just pretend I was asleep. And then it got to the point where I would go under the bed and then I remember, like, I could even see it where I could see the lamp. And I was under there just saying, please don't or something. And then the lamp went away. And then that made me 
and then it didn't end there. Like I th- went with him, realizing that he heard his son say, please don't, and went back away and realized that he'd done something wrong because I feel like it's just this time where that dude can't stop doing it to anybody. Because I can, ha- I have that thing. Like I, I don't, I'm not attracted to kids or my kids, but I, I will, I will sleep with anybody. I want to sleep with anybody. I've always had that thing. Like girls, guys. Every, I mean, like if what you're do you into, think that is? I don't know. I mean, I'm definitely like a. I don't know what the name. You know, you're pansexual or whatever it is. But it's, is that also? I mean, there's an addictive quality to like, that yeah. too, right? Then yeah. insatiable thirst. I had to do like therapy for the people that I sleep with. Now I have to like <laughs> double check myself to be like, do I really want to sleep with this person? Right. Or do or I want to just, escape? Are you just uh, yeah? How are you? Guess what's coming now? It's an advertisement. How exciting. Guys, what is HelloFresh? Well, it goes a little something like this. It goes, HelloFresh, it's a simple meal kit delivery service. Yo, they should pick me for their to make their theme song. I don't know what they're thinking. Anyway, it's a meal kit delivery service that shops, plants, and delivers step-by-step recipes and pre-measured ingredients you could just cook eat, and enjoy. They've got three plans to choose from, classic, veggie, and family, and you can look forward to your HelloFresh delivery knowing dinner just got that much easier. All the ingredients come pre-measured in handy, labeled meal kits, so you know which ingredients go with which recipe. And here's the best part, spend less time meal planning and grocery shopping each week and get that time back to do more of what you love. Yo, recently they had beef taco pizza, y'all. Beef taco pizza. Can you imagine that? Beef? Yes. Tacos? Mm Mm-hmm. Pizza? Please. That's like three perfect things. In a delicious toasted flatbread type thing. It was it was a dream. It was delightful, guys. Anyway, good news. I think you know what's coming. For a total of $60 off, that's $20 off your first three boxes. Visit HelloFresh.com slash Curious60 and enter Curious60. That's $20 off your first three boxes. Visit HelloFresh.com slash Curious60 and enter Curious60 now. How about we have a podcast? Great. Let's listen. So how do you, for, have you forgiven? How well, that was the, the rest of the MDMA therapy where yeah. I, I sort of started to see his side of things. And I'm pretty sure his father did it to him. And, and then I thought, you know, I mean, he lived with a lot of stress. I'm absolutely positive that my father lived with a lot of stress. I saw it in his eyes every night. He was a dark person. I'm pretty sure he was a, a bi guy as well that... Like was from another era where you know I mean he was couldn't be that way. Fuck then. no, that no. would be the anxiety of somebody finding out. Because in the end, I before he died, he was doing live sex shows. Really? Yeah, and all this stuff behind my ex, behind my um, stepmom's back and shit. But which is, that- a, I guess, she found out like a year ago and called me and was like, "Look, I didn't know about the live sex show stuff, and now that I've heard that." your story does seem to make a lot more sense. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, it's, I appreciate it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we're cool now, this, but it's where I'll never, I'll never be cool with this isn't anybody fucking, the same anymore. Yeah. This isn't fucking cold case here. I mean, there was more than enough evidence. Everything's to changed. I feel like everybody, I feel like I don't blame anybody, but I feel like if you had paid attention for a second, you probably would have saw it. Did you, and then, so do you feel, I, I, but then I, you know I mean? I feel sorry for him. So it takes away from the anger towards him. Well, that's the only answer, right? You have to feel sorry yeah, yeah. 
eventually. Yeah, because there's, there's an anger in there. Like, there's a psychotic anger in there. I just don't entertain it anymore. Does it present? Does that anger ever present itself in anything? Uh, ever come out? No. no, you can't. I have a temper that I have to control all the time, but that's not the one that anyone has to worry about. Where does your temper <laughs> come out? Because I know you've had some good rants on your show about your bosses or certain yeah, things. Yeah, man, those days are so gone. Like, because they're still stupid. I just don't care anymore. I'm yeah. like, whatever, fuck me over. It's business. But, you know, I see everybody's point, everybody's reason. Like, that's why I don't hate any radio people or anything. Because I'm like, I get your point. I know, I know what you're doing. I well, get it. It's funny. I was listening to Mark Marin's podcast, and he was saying how he had a resentment towards Lauren Michaels for 20 years because yeah. he interviewed him for SNL and said some weird shit to him and made him wait, and he felt like he wasn't handled properly. Oh, okay. And he's like, you know what I finally fucking realized was that he's a guy in an office doing a job. Yeah. Like he's not some god. I mean, yes, he's super successful and he's done something really cool, but he's like he's just a fucking guy worried about next week's show, yeah. trying to put like the best thing he can. And I think that's important is like humanizing everyone. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I mean if I can't humanize it, then I'm out of the room. That's yeah. my new thing. I mean, celebrity people have have a different I don't want to there was a thing there where all of a sudden they liked me when they came on the show, they'd be like Hey man, here's my number. And I'm like, what? Why? Really? Yeah, and I had like celebrity friends. Oh, this guy's a laugh. You know, he's great. And I'm they like, suck. They'll uh, drain you good. I just, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't. You don't really like me. This is a fake friendship we're having, right? And and maybe somebody who doesn't know me might think I'm cool for it. And I'm just, I mean, I wanted to be cool because I wanted to get paid. Yeah. You know what I mean? There was a time there where I just wanted to be famous. I didn't want to get paid. And now I got older and I got wiser. And now I'm like, I, you know I mean, I, I don't even really want to be that paid. I mean, I like what I make right now, but I don't, I'm don't. i scared of making, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm a manager would kill me if you heard this, but I don't want to make $20 million a year. I'm like, what does that entail? Well, I hope it's it so looks, much work. Everybody I see that makes $20 million don't. They have like a weird life. So much work. And they don't have a life where they have like, I could be wrong. Look, I could be wrong, but they no, don't. I look, think they you're look right. at their kids in the eye. <laughs> they and don't. Like, and be people to them. And that's my that's my only job left, man. Like, I'm done. You know what I mean? My business is done here. I'm yeah. like, can I help you? kids i know i'm a wreck dad he's done so many bad things and he's you know i mean he's had an ugly past and he talks funny and you know i mean i'm not an educated man i I mean i'm not good at math or any of that stuff but if there's anything you need that i can give you you know i'm here for you but that's fucking everything that's why you're a good person or at least i'm uh, not that good of a person well uh, (laughs) i'm just i'm gonna venture to say it and maybe you'll fake it till you make it but like but i also look at because I similarly, like, I look at just, like, generationally. Like, my grandfather was a fucking drunk who raged and ate and smoked 10 cigars a day and lit his factory on fire for the insurance money. Yeah. and was a real piece, piece of shit from what I know. And he died at 50. Like, drop Gosh. dead. Done. And so he left my mom and my uncle to fend for themselves. And my mom then struggled and had a really tough life, but did the best she could and much better than her dad did, but still flawed and had all the shit that people had. It's a reaction. Like what you're saying right there is like his fuck up made your mom get off her ass. Yeah. I mean, it was, but that's not like, oh, then I'll fuck up. No, because they're more likely to just be a fuck up as well. Right. But you got two choices. Yeah, I mean, it's like for me, it's and you. Everybody has, you got two. You can do what your parents did, or you can break off and be your own person. And depending on what your parents are, right, 
should have a lot to do with your decision on that. <laughs> but look, but look at this. Like I look at my mom, and then she gave me everything she didn't have. And so you know, God knows I had my shit and three hundred pounds at fourteen. I was definitely fucking three hundred pounds at fourteen. Yeah, I was running from oh something. God, I was good and fat. And then wow, that is like gonna die fat <laughs> like bad knees fat at 14 Fuck, dude yeah good for you and it, it was on television too so you can imagine that whole head fuck but yeah but then now like and i'm not without my shit but i'm gonna have a kid and that kid has a chance at only having like a healthy amount of dysfunction like yeah. the normal amount kind of helps you with your shit though because you just care less about it 100 percent. and just take this whole thing off you and now it's on them. Like now you spend hours thinking about what are they thinking? We're like writing, we're writing the wrongs of our past. Kind of. A little bit through the kid. I mean, I feel like that's it. Yeah, I mean, dude, like if you, like you said, if if you'd had it a little rough or you saw mistakes, because it comes with age too. Like I feel like I got, you know, with my kid every year they get older, I will recollect a, 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 a thing that happened when I was that age and be like, Oh my God. Yeah. Like, how could they do that? <laughs> yeah. But I'm like, man, they didn't mean it. Cause they didn't know any better. Nobody told them any better. Right. So I, I'll, I will not do that one. I'll remember that. You know, like I, I used to, there was times where I used to smoke weed in the garage and every now and then I would have this vision and I'm, you know, man, I smoke weed in the, and the kids, li- Devin was like little, like two or something. And I would just recollect, you know, things that photos that I saw because I don't remember everything when I was two, or it was just just mayhem around me. You know what I mean? Like a outer mayhem. Yeah, it was insanity. And, but it wasn't a bad. You weren't a bad parent. I think a lot of kids were like crawling around while there was like cigarettes and joints and bongs and maybe a couple of people shooting up heroin in the background. It happens. It, it happened more back then. Fuck. I mean, but that's like the balance too, right? Because. We, we've sort of had these checkered pasts and you much more than me. But similarly, I think about like, my kid's going to grow up with financial security and fucking two parents, hopefully. And like all these things. And I go like, how am I going to light the fire under their ass? Hey, I'm, I, that's where I'm at. I'm worried about that. That's why she doesn't have a phone right now. I took it off her. Really? Yeah, you got to draw around, those lines. Man, spending too much time on the phone. Looking at your ass, probably on Instagram with all <laughs> their girlfriends. Say? Yeah, so people like you are ruining my daughter's life. Fucked up. Nah. It's not me. It's those fucking IG personalities. It's everybody. Oh man, it's everything. They're, I just, it's just, I get it, but they don't. I have know? a thing against like convenience, like Postmates and shit. I feel like are ruining people's lives. Yeah, I, I, lo- I love Postmates, but I love it too, and I don't mean to talk shit about that. Well, I just find that people that are younger than me, teens and whatnot, the convenience. Oh, okay, right. Like they have everything. Because they don't know what it's like to actually go get stuff. Yeah, like go get a coffee. And I hate when kids will say like, I have social anxiety. First of all, that's a big thing now. It's like just because there's a name for it doesn't mean it's okay to have. So like maybe you wouldn't have social anxiety if you went and bought that coffee and had five minutes of small talk with the fucking checkout guy. I know it's really selfish, but every time I hear that, I try to tell my kids that that's a good thing because it's just less people that are going to have their shit together and you don't have to worry about that. Yeah. Like, you get, you worry about you. You get up, get off, don't be on the phone all day, get your shit together. Right. And then you won't be like an anxious, fragile fucking phone nerd. You'll like, be like, yeah, I'm aware of how those things work, but I also have a life, so I'll take the job. Yeah, you're tough. Like, I, f- I just, like, if you... D- they're not. They don't. You don't have a choice. Yeah, you got to. Like she doesn't want to be in the gym today in the sun, but I don't care. 
Right. She'll be thanking you for that. Like I said, I got to stay here for certain things like that. Like, oh, oh, you want to slip? You want to hang out and eat Cheetos? Okay. That's cool. Yeah. Then then we're going to the gym every day. You're drinking water. You're not on your phone. Like, shit is going to change. You get up. You're going to get your shit together. Then you can have a phone because that's what people have phones. They They have their shit together. They have to get a job and then they have to pay the money for the phone. And then they have a bill they have to pay every month. Right. And you have to have a job for that. Look at you. Super dad over yeah, here. Yeah, no, seriously flexing right now. You've caught me in like... I like I'm, that. I'm peaking right now. I'm, I'm her worst nightmare, but we're friends from it. We've become friends. Well, they'll appreciate it, or so She's, I've heard. We're cool right now. Yeah, I bet. So... I, mean, I suck a little bit, but all around, I'm pretty cool, and that's, that's big to me. I think that's the goal. Just suck a little I bit. she's happy because she hasn't used the phone. A hundred percent. Well, it gives you that uh, like inherent FOMO, like someone's living a better life than me right now. Because it's only people posting the better part. The best part. No one's taking a photo when they're fucking hugging the toilet bowl the next morning, throwing up from the club they were at last night. Everybody's angle is like the craziest, best adjusted shape lighting. Fucking face tune. And I'm like, I see girls who would like pull their waist in or like do their face up. And I'm like, but you know, you live in the world where we, I can see you. It's I know weird. this isn't it's you. It's weird, right? When they when they do the thing where I'm like, but I know you don't. I know you did the. You made yourself look thinner. A hundred percent. Why? Why are you doing that? Or like, I, I'm amazed too when someone's like sixty pounds heavier than the photos that they have yeah, on wow, Instagram. Yeah, wow, that's crazy. What about for you? As you've said, like being sort of having this insatiable thirst to hook up with people and whatnot. I'm sure social media has added a whole other level because now it allows people to go directly to you, like slip in your DMs and... I'm really not that... I mean, I'm old. I'm not that attractive. It's not really that like... And I'm not... Crazy. You know, I mean, it's not like a uh, six million guy over here. I don't, <laughs> Come on. It's not that much. Like I got a grinder account, man, and that's probably... I get bombarded on that, but nobody recognizes me. I mean, it seems with grinder, people get straight to the point. Yeah. That's what I... That's usually what I like because I'm... Well, it's funny because things have changed now. I don't really hook up on it. Mm. I'm kind of looking for somebody. A bud? Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. So it kind of changes everything now. So now I'm just on there and people are like, you know, here's my dick. What's up? And I'm like, oh, God. I don't say anything. Can we just talk? I don't. Well, because <laughs> that's the other thing. I'm, have you ever seen Boondock Saints? Yeah. Well, I've seen the documentary about it. I've never seen the movie. Okay. Well, the dude who, what's his name? Duffy? Um, no, nah, who's the the... Really famous actor. Oh, Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe, yeah, who yeah. plays a, the detective who's, he's gay, but he hates gay people. And he's not gay. He just bangs gay people. Okay. That's what I'm like. I'm really not gay. And I don't want to like, uh, I don't want to go shopping with you or something. Like, I don't want to like, I don't dance to like ABBA and shit. Fair. You know I mean, if you do, that's cool. Yeah. But I'm not, I'm not. You that. don't have all the, um, the, the. Ultra common tropes right. or so the... It's very hard. I'm in the middle of trying to make an adjustment where I'm okay with kissing a guy. It still feels wrong. Does it? Yeah, because I'm new, Just man. tactile because of the Everything about it. The... No, everything about it. It's very different than kissing like a woman. Like leaning on me, like you like me. I'm like, oh God, it's still weird. So you like sort of the separation of getting it done. I do. I did. But you now, did. I mean, that's because that used to be like, I would just make people get it out of me and then get away. Right. And people on Griner are into that. Sure. So they, just, they fed the beast. They thank you, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it was really weird. But Do that you... made it keep going for a while too. Now, I guess the question would be, if you're looking for a friendship or whatever, why on Grinder? Why not find it like a dude you like at the gym or somebody at, you I know. I don't go to the gym. 
I don't hang out. I, the only people I, if I go to the gym, it's fighters. So you're pretty isolated from people. Yeah, yeah, because I have to talk. Uh, you know, I got to give everything I've got for three hours, and then I don't, and then I don't have anything else. You don't want to talk, right? Not really. Three hours a day. Kind of want to come home. Do you think? Work that, out in the backyard. Do you think that's why you? have gotten so honest because if you're on for three hours a day and making compelling radio, you don't have a choice. You have to bear your fucking soul. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think I got it down a little better. I used to be, I thought that it was the only way I just had to keep telling people like every thought that I've ever had. Right. Now it's like a little less intense. Cause I'm like, it's not that necessary. Yeah. You know, but if it's, if it's like, if I think it's a good one, that's worth pe- people listening, then I'll say it. I don't care what it does to me. I'll say it. Yeah, you're, but you're not just doing it for the sake to say something. No, no, not at all. Never. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely never. Like, it's never even, it's because I have to. Right. You know, like, Do you, you think... can't stop it. <laughs> I'm interested, my buddy who's gay used to always say that, and, and he had been with men and women, and he would say, there's something powerful about two men being together that he said is a very different energy than when you're with a woman. Hmm. Do you find that to be true? Uh, no. I mean, like wait, animalistic, different... like two um, lions. No. <laughs> no, no, because it's like just people getting off. Cause chicks are like that too. Right. You mean like I've had sex with chicks that are had that energy. Yeah. Yeah. And then I've had sex with guys that are like way more girly than, the girl that I had sex with. Sure. You know? I don't know. I'm not, I guess I've never had sex with like a giant man. Bear. Oh, I have. I mean, I've had giant bears blow me and stuff. And what about... <laughs> and? It's sweet. I like that. It's great. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Yeah, if I like him. He's a nice guy. Sure. Do you find... Have you had... When hooking up on apps and stuff, have you had experiences that scared you or made you really uncomfortable? Um, I mean... Not really. No, I'm the scariest person on Grinder, so yeah, nobody scares me. No one's ever, you know, Grinder's not a place where they're like they're gonna jump me or something. Right. I don't I've never had anybody like look like they're gonna do anything weird. Yeah, everyone just wants to have a nice time. And yeah, be I done really, with it. I mean, I don't. I'm trying to think. Do you like having? Yeah. I mean, you have. There's everything I know of you because I've been a fan and listened and. I've always seen past the exterior to hear like when you talk about your kids and your life and to know that you're so, um, that you're deep and, and there's all like, there's a sensitivity to you, but I feel like someone who just met you would feel what you just said, like that you were intimidating and that, is that intentional? Mm-hmm. What is that? I mean, I didn't sit down and say that's what I'm going to do, but, um, I mean, my therapist seems to think that I designed myself so you would stay away. And that's all from being a kid, and I think so. I'm just thinking, I think I am trying to grow up to look like the the person that can protect child me from the shit that nobody could protect me from. Right. It's like if my father tried to do it now, it'd be fucking would be over. Different. Do you think? Do you think that there's? Because I know that you also did like all the tattoos later in life as well. Uh, no, no, I used to have a lot of tattoos, just I never had them where you could see them because I was absolutely positive that I had to get like a job after skateboarding. Eventually. Yeah, like this is, you know, you can, you can have a hand tattoo and get a job. <laughs> right. So 
But you're now, do you not worry about that anymore? Because I'm no. slowly getting to that place. You know, I'm absolutely positive that uh, if it isn't radio, even though I'm pretty sure that's the way it's going to be, but if, it, if if they fired me tomorrow, that I have skill and drive and I have whatever it takes to make it anywhere a thousand times over. Do you, did you ever imagine that you would, I mean, not betting on yourself because be it skateboarding or whatever, it's always been self-driven what you've done. But did you ever imagine you this would be your life with radio and that you'd be so prolific and good at it? And I mean, you you talk about it in glowing terms. Like this is a great love of your life, right? Yeah. No. 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 My no. I, skateboarding was the max. I tapped out at skateboarding. I want to be uh, one of the greatest skateboarders that ever lived. That was it. Yeah. And then uh, I was like, man, I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to retire and I'm going to be a, uh, um, be cool if I got, I actually used to think it'd be cool if I got a job on the radio because I knew I could talk. Right. Like better than skateboarders, you know? But I, I figured I would be like packing boxes at the skate, like somebody in the skate world would hook me up with a job like that or uh, a team manager because I knew the road, you know? You'd have to figure it out. I thought that I didn't think it was going to be good. Like, you know, maybe in the end, the ESPN thing, that's kind of, you know, Tony really triggered it. Tony kind of made me believe that there was, you know, I started seeing the TV show and then I started seeing other people that were doing stuff with Tony that were far less talented than I, that were like, their job was to be like TV personalities. And I was like, what the fuck is this shit? How did you fucking get this job? I'm like, man, I could do that easy. Some people are painful at it. So I think that might've triggered something there. And then, you know, it was Tony's idea to be on the radio. I mean, it's fucking cool that Tony Hawk, who was like your childhood hero, and I'm sure still someone that you like look up to to a mm-hmm. certain extent, has sort of facilitated your your growth as yep. an entertainer. Yep. What? Um. All right. So my last question is: Now that you're remarried, and how do you how do you sustain an open relationship? Like, how do you make it work? Um. I just think less about um, what I, when it comes to her being with other people. I just think less about me and more about what she wants when it comes to that. Right. And then it makes it easier, you know? And what about for you? Um, what do you mean? Like with you, it's just an interesting because I hear people, it seems like to be more of a trendy thing that people talk about. And I always hear what from... Does? Just like the the ideas, I feel like open relationships are becoming more and more. Oh, really? It's cool, right? That kind of sucks. Fuck, you're not. Yeah, as, I don't like being a part of that. So you're I not hate, as I counter. hate it when everybody started getting tattoos. I was like, God damn it! But I always like. I'm, oh, okay. I'm fascinated with my. Well, that just means it's probably more available for me now. I just realized, so that's good. You're going to be flourishing in this current yeah. environment. Yeah, I'm, I, I mean, it's. I don't take it as. I don't do it as much anymore. Meeting people, meeting new people, and doing it. Hell no. I'm not doing that. No. I got friends in porn, man. You know what I mean? And, and every now and then we bang and sometimes they like hire me to do stuff as like a stunt penis. You know what I mean? I, I don't have like a regular girl. Oh, maybe I, it's not, it's never, I just don't, I don't really like anybody like I like Katie. Like people annoy me after like an hour in, except yeah. Katie. Right. Like nobody else. It's just hilarious. You know what I mean? Like, and it's the same with her. Like, all of a sudden, oh, I just really enjoy, you know, Jim's company. Like, it's no fuck bullshit. That. It's not going to happen. But that's I like... Live in, I, know, I know this. I know that there's no 
Brad Pitt. There's no even Arnold Schwarzenegger, who's her number one. Nobody can take her from me. Really, Schwarzenegger? Take, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love She's that. Super, even now. But even I mean, but if she had the 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 opportunity. Got I mean, she's got to do it. Yeah. No, we're already planning it because Mark oh Catherwood knows him and knows he trains at the Hollywood gym. So we're going to go down there and she's going to hit him up, see if he wants it. That'll be incredible. Right. If he goes for it, it'll be Oh, my God. What's going to be going through your mind if you're watching the two of them I'm in not going to watch them bang. No? No, 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 no. We don't do that. Oh, I mean, okay. if we do, if the guy wants us to. Sure. Or the girl wants us to. But, but you're going to get the play-by-play after. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if she wants to give me the play-by-play, I'm not going to like give me all the details. You're I'm not, not going to seek it out? I don't really care that much. I mean, because my buddies will sometimes talk about like, oh, it would be so hot if my wife was with another dude. And I'm like, mm. do you I'm like, do you really think that? Because I don't think that lives. I mean, I, I don't. Yeah. Like, I don't think that. Right. I think I think if we're all having sex and some one of the guys is giving it to her, then yeah, that's hot. Sure. Because we're all in there doing stuff together. Wrapped up in it. <laughs> but I'm like, you know, give me the details later. I'm I'm like, I don't need to know the details. Well <coughs> It's your thing. You know what I mean? Like go have fun. It's like, you know what I mean? Did you go have a beer? Oh, how did it taste? Tell me about your second sip. <laughs> like just go enjoy it. Yeah. That's all it is. That was it. That was Jason Ellis. Thank you for listening, everyone. Kevin, I'm so sorry. This I hope I'm telling this is it. And now you can go to bed. You can tuck yourself in, maybe throw on a show on the Netflix and enjoy some time with your wife and your life. Cause it's enough with me. You're so good. You give me every your everything. And uh, here I am. I'm even this outro's too long. You know, I said I'd keep the intro short. I didn't. It ran seven minutes. That's crazy. Who do I think I am? Anyway, guys, have a great week. Hope it's everything you could want it to be and more. Thank you for listening. I'd be nothing without you. And just remember, darn it. I thought I had something to say right after just remember, but I got nothing. I I wish I could leave you with something that would just be a, just a, a beacon of hope that would get you through the rest of the week. An auditory uh, mic drop, but I, I got nothing. I shouldn't have even said, just remember, because it, I set myself up. I didn't have anything to deliver. There was nothing on the other end of that, just remember. And yet I just, I said it anyway, because I thought maybe I'd scrounge up some goodness and you know, leave you all with something warm and cuddly and real, you know, life affirming and I, no, nothing. Kevin, I'm so sorry. Guys, please tell Kevin I, I apologize. He's listening. He has to. It's his job. But inevitably, it's not. I mean, I'm sure at this point he's like, God, I'm not, cut it, Josh. Cut the outro, please. I have a life. Well, what can you do? Anyway, guys, love you. Thank you. Curious podcast. This is Josh Peck signing off. Have a great week. Bye, guys.